if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Natural Super Kids podcast. I hope you are doing really well. So today we are talking about enlarged tonsils and adenoids. And I want to talk about this very common issue in kids um, with our holistic approach to this issue. And um, this has really come about from a series of posts we did on Instagram a couple of weeks ago now at the time that this episode will be released um, that went absolutely crazy. And it made us realize just how many families and children are experiencing issues with enlarged tonsils and adenoids. So I wanted to put all of the information together and I'm going to do a two-part episode, a two-part podcast episode series on this because we had a lot of questions that came in from our Instagram posts as well. By the way, if you're not following us on Instagram, head on over to Natural Super Kids on Instagram. We we share lots of informative, um, inspirational posts and some behind the scenes uh, stuff. And so, yeah, make sure you're following us over there. But we've had a heap of questions come in as well. So this episode is going to be me talking about our holistic approach to enlarged tonsils and adenoids in children. And then next week, we'll do an episode, more of a Q&A style episode. So if you're listening to this episode 
you know, within the week that it is being released, um, then feel free to send over any questions that you have that you want answered on next week's uh, podcast episode. Best to send them over to us on Instagram. So just private message or DM us um, your question and we will do our best to get as to as many of those questions as possible. So in large tonsils and adenoids, it's a super common problem for kids to experience. And most GPs will rarely give solutions for the problem other than surgical removal. That is the the um, you know, the recommendations that are given to kids with enlarged tonsils and adenoids. Sometimes it's weighted out, um, and then, you know, there's there's the surgical removal. Um, And removing the tonsils, tonsillectomies, are now the most common elective surgery for children. Uh, But simply removing the tonsils and adenoids, yes, it can make a big difference. And sometimes it is the way to go for some kids. I'm I'm not anti those surgeries at all. But what doesn't happen is the underlying problem is not addressed as is so often, you know, when we're resorting to surgeries or medication. Um, So we want to be looking a bit deeper, even if you are, you know, making that decision that surgery is a right choice for your child and your family. You still want to look at those underlying issues, which we're going to be talking about today. Inflamed tonsils and adenoids can have some long-lasting health implications, but the good news is that there are steps that you can take to reduce enlarged tonsils and adenoids naturally. So that's what we're talking about today. But first of all, I want to talk about what are the tonsils and adenoids? What are these these things that get keep getting removed from our children's bodies? Um, they're a type of lymphoid tissue. So lymphoid tissue is part of the lymphatic system and the tonsils are located in the back of the throat and the adenoids are located in the roof of the mouth. And these structures aren't just there for no reason. Both play a role in supporting the immune system. The tonsils produce white blood cells and antibodies to fight infections, and the adenoids also help to fight off infections and maintain a strong immune system. Both the tonsils and adenoids, interestingly, reduce in size post-puberty. This is why it's such a bigger issue in younger children, right? Um, and, you know, it's not as common for adults to be getting their tonsils and adenoids removed. So what this suggests, though, is that the tonsils and adenoids play a more important role in childhood when a child's immune system is still developing. But the size, when they're enlarged, can be a problem for kids because of their location. Swollen tonsils and adenoids can impair the function of the mouth, the throat, the nose. So they can lead to, um, you know, a lot of sleeping issues and so on. So let's talk about some of the issues that can be linked to enlarged tonsils and adenoids. First of all, is that there is an increased risk of infection, including ear infections, tonsillitis, of course, glue ear and sore throat. So these things are are linked with enlarged tonsils and adenoids. Then there are the sleep issues, ranging from snoring to sleep apnea to grinding teeth to sleep talking, sleep walking, or generally a restless sleep. 
There can be speech delay associated with enlarged tonsils and adenoids, and problems with learning, concentration, and behavior are really common as well. In fact, kids that have been diagnosed with ADHD are more likely to have enlarged tonsils and adenoids. Some even suggest that some kids don't have ADHD, but that their behavior is because of their lack of restful sleep. Um, And fussy eating can be an issue as well due to the problems associated with swallowing and chewing when we've got these enlarged tonsils and adenoids. This can cause texture preferences, poor chewing and related sensory issues. So when kids do get tonsils and adenoids removed, often it's, you know, miraculous. These families say they're eating better, they're sleeping better, they're behaving better, they seem to be better doing better at school. Um, so of course, you know, it is enticing. And as I said, it is it can be really world-changing for a lot of families. But let's look a bit deeper. What is causing these enlarged tonsils or adenoids? And look, I'm, I'm using these terms together, but some kids can have enlarged tonsils without enlarged adenoids and, and some kids will have enlarged adenoids without enlarged tonsils and some will have both. But put simply, there is one root cause of enlarged tonsils and adenoids and that is inflammation. Us naturopaths talk a lot about inflammation because it is really at the crux of a lot of health conditions um, that we see in both kids and adults. So we want to look at why does a child have this inflammation, this increase in inflammation in the first place? So genetics can be at play for sure. You know, large tonsils can run in the family. Um, And yes, that can be true, but it's likely due to the family's ability to be able to process certain food or environmental triggers. It doesn't mean that surgery is the only option if it is sort of running in your family and it is genetic. So there are two main factors that are leading to increased inflammation in kids, which leads to, you know, in in some cases in enlarged tonsils and adenoids in these kids. So the first is immune dysfunction. So this occurs when the immune system becomes confused and overreacts to usually harmless things. So here we're talking about things like allergies, intolerances, sensitivities, to food, yes, but also environmental triggers. So there can be, you know, um, allergies to dust mites, to pet dander, to pollens, uh, those sorts of things can be at play here as well. When I see kids with ongoing tonsils and adenoid issues, they nearly always have other symptoms of immune dysfunction. This can include, you know, gut or digestive symptoms, ear infections, recurrent ear infections particularly, asthma, eczema, food allergies or intolerances. And studies have actually confirmed that there is a link between allergies and enlarged tonsils. So um, that is definitely an an important uh, thing to be thinking about. And as I talk about studies and research through this podcast, I'll make sure all of the the studies um, that I'm talking about are linked in the show notes if you want to take a closer look. And the other, the second, um, you know, really common cause of increased inflammation in children is leaky gut or intestinal permeability. So leaky gut is where there are gaps in the gut lining, tiny little microscopic gaps. If you think about the gut 
as a, a tube, like a closed-in tube where the food is is within the tube and, you know, the rest of the body tissue and blood and everything is on the outside of the tube. Leaky gut is when there, there, there are sort of little, the, the I guess the gut becomes porous. I'm not talking about, you know, huge gaping holes. It's just that there's little gaps in between the cells of the gut wall and these gaps allow food particles to leak into the bloodstream before they are properly broken down. So these molecules, proteins circulate and the immune system responds by producing inflammatory compounds. So because it circulates in the bloodstream, this can cause inflammation anywhere in the body, including the tonsils, the ears, the lungs, the skin. You know, this is common in eczema if we're talking about the skin, um, but, you know, can certainly be at play within large tonsils and adenoids too. So this is why leaky gut is a big factor in any inflammatory or allergy-related condition. And the reason we're seeing sort of more and more of intestinal permeability or leaky gut in our kids. You know, there's there's a lot to that as well. Um, but it comes down to the microbiome. It comes down to our modern Western diet. It can come down to chemicals and toxins. Um, so there's, you know, um, a lot in that. But we what we, what I really want you to understand is that inflammation is is primarily caused by number one, immune dysfunction, and number two, intestinal permeability or leaky gut. Same, uh, same thing, two different sort of names or terms for the same thing. So why can't we just remove the tonsils and adenoids, you know, get them out of the way um, and get on with life? So we can. Um, and, and this certainly can make a big difference to a lot of families' lives. And it is the right choice, but we also want to be addressing that underlying inflammation if we are going down the, the surgery route. A child can sleep better once they've had tonsils and adenoids removed. Their behavior and concentration can improve. Um, and of course, surgery can be warranted in some cases. But we do want to exhaust all other options first, if possible. And there are two main reasons for that. Um, the first one is that there are health implications when you remove the tonsils and adenoids. There was one study with nearly 1.2 million children. So this was a big study that looked at the effects of removal of tonsils um, or and or adenoids um, on long-term health. And it found that children had, that had tonsils and or adenoids removed had a significantly higher risk of respiratory, infectious and allergic disease over the following years. And I will pop the link to the study um, in the show notes. And when you think about it, it's not that surprising given that tonsils and adenoids play a role in immunity. So removing either of them, um, may reduce immune function to some degree. And the second reason we don't just want to get the surgery and get on with life is because, as I've said, it is like removing the tonsils and adenoids doesn't address the root cause, which is inflammation. Inflammation can leave kids prone to infections, allergies, and other health issues and complaints as well. So surgery, um, you know, isn't getting to that root cause. As I said, if you're opting for surgery, you can work on the root cause as well. Um, 
you can still be working on inflammation. And you might be listening to this and your child has already had surgery. Don't worry. Don't panic. Um, You can still focus on reducing inflammation to correct that underlying cause. And we hear so many stories of, um, you know, that that tonsil tissue and adenoid tissue swelling up again, even after surgery. So what do we do about this? How do we treat enlarged tonsils and adenoids from this holistic approach? So I want to talk through three steps that um, we look at at Natural Super Kids when we're working with children with enlarged tonsils and adenoids. The first one is to determine the cause of the inflammation. So this isn't easy to do as a parent for you to figure out yourself. And that's why it's really important important and recommended to work with a qualified practitioner who can help you with this. And that's certainly something we can help with um, in our convenient online consultations with our practitioners here at Natural Super Kids. I'll make sure the link is in the show notes or you can head on over to our website naturalsuperkids.com and check out our book and appointment page. So if you know that your child has allergies or intolerances, you can start by making sure that these are removed from the diet. If you're not sure and you'd like to start on your own, you could try a dairy-free diet for six weeks and see how they go trialing removing dairy from the diet for six weeks and six, uh, six weeks plus six weeks is, is a minimum. Um, so in, in my clinical experience, dairy is one of the most common contributors to inflammation, including inflammation of the tonsils and adenoids. You know, so best case scenario is you work with a practitioner to help you to determine the cause of the inflammation. You know, you may be able to somewhat work it out if your child has allergies, intolerances, or you could trial a dairy-free diet. I mean, the problem with this approach is that you might do the dairy-free diet and not make any, you know, not notice any difference. And then, um, you know, you'll need to sort of seek professional help. But determining the cause of the inflammation is really important. And um, so that's number one. Number two is build immune tolerance. So yes, we can remove those um, those problematic foods. You know, often people go crazy with restrictive diets and you can end up not being able to eat much at all. So that's why an important and essential step to any elimination diet, even including, you know, removing dairy for six weeks plus, is to build up that immune tolerance. So by building up the immune system, you can help your child to tolerate more foods, environmental substances, without it leading to inflammation. So there are a few things that you can do to build up tolerance. One is to work on the gut microbiome. There are certain um, certain probiotics that can really help to improve immune tolerance Um, Or you can also just work on that healthy microbiome um, in your child generally. So we discuss this in more detail in our free kids gut health ebook. So you can download that and get your get some really good information about, um, you know, 
building up that gut microbiome and balancing that gut bacteria. So that's a first step that you can look at doing. And the other thing that's really important for immune tolerance is vitamin D. So vitamin D, it's a it's a really important vitamin. Um, and through the winter months particularly, it can be really hard to get enough vitamin D because we have limited sun exposure in many sort of, you know, depending on where you live in the world um, and even, you know, within Australia. So, um, but we do want to make sure vitamin D levels are optimized. Um, And so sunlight uh, and sun exposure is really important when it comes to vitamin D, but also you might need to look at a vitamin D supplement. You can get vitamin D within a cod liver oil um, supplement that naturally contains some vitamin A and vitamin D, or you can get a straight vitamin D supplement. You can test kids' vitamin D levels with a blood test. and so, I mean, I could do do a whole another episode on vitamin D, which I have actually got another podcast episode specifically on vitamin D. It's episode 78. Uh, so if you want to delve into more information about vitamin D, you can in that episode. And so to build that immune tolerance, we want to be looking at the gut microbiome and vitamin D as first steps. There are there are many other things that can help with building immune tolerance. You know, herbal medicine can be really helpful. There are other nutrients um, and lifestyle tips, but I would definitely start with the gut microbiome and vitamin D levels. And next, we want to look at healing the gut. So um, if there is any leaky gut or intestinal permeability, uh, which we can guess there is to some degree in kids with allergies, sensitivities, intolerances, which we've been talking a lot about, um, or you can work with a practitioner to determine you know, whether there is any gut healing required for your child. Um, so we want to reduce the food that causes the, the that Um, can cause inflammation within the gut. And again, dairy is is a big one here, as is gluten. Dairy and gluten are the most common inflammatory foods. Um, We don't always need to completely remove dairy and gluten from the diet to heal the gut, but this can be helpful to reduce um, and think about removing these from the diet for a period of time while we do some gut healing work. And then we want to incorporate um, things, foods, and and sometimes supplements that support the gut healing process. So bone broth um, is great for gut healing. Gelatin, which we find in bone broth, um, is great for gut healing as well. Gelatin, we can... Um, We can purchase like a gelatin sort of supplement individually and make up gelatin gummies. So bone broth and gummies are great for kids um, with enlarged tonsils and adenoids or any sort of inflammation in their body for that gut healing effect. And then zinc is really important for gut healing as well. Zinc is also really important for immune health, um, as is glutamine, which is an amino acid. Um, the zinc and glutamine can be found in the diet, but if your child's gut is impaired, they may benefit from a supplement to boost up their levels. So we talk a lot about gut healing in 
the free Kids Gut Health ebook that we have as well. So be sure to download that and have a look. But as you can hear, there's a lot to think about. You're probably thinking, oh my gosh, like where do I even start with all of this? And that is why I highly recommend that you get some professional support from one of our practitioners or another practitioner that's got experience in enlarged tonsils and adenoids in kids. You know, when we're looking at having at, at wanting to heal the gut um, to determine whether gut healing is necessary to build immune tolerance, to determine the cause of the inflammation. These are all often linked and it it sounds like a lot, but often it's a it's a clearer path or you get a lot of clarity when working with a practitioner rather than guessing your way through this. Before we finish up, I also want to mention that enlarged tonsils and adenoids, as I've talked about, can be caused by a variety of factors, you know, and inflammation being a a key kind of underlying or root cause. But also, um, enlarged tonsils and adenoids can be the result of structural issues as well. So, um, Getting some support by an orofacial myofunctional therapist, such a mouthful, I always struggle with that, orofacial myofunctional therapist can really be beneficial here and address some of the underlying causes, particularly when it comes to the structural causes that can be going on with kids with um, enlarged tonsils and adenoids, particularly if kids are mouth breathing. If you notice your your children um, breathing a lot through their mouth um, and not breathing so much through their nose and they're having, you know, sleep issues with the snoring um, or the restless sleep. So orofacial myofunctional therapy can be really helpful. And studies have shown that this therapy or treatment can help reduce the severity of symptoms associated with enlarged tonsils and adenoids and also um, reduce the need for surgery by addressing one of these underlying kind of causes when it comes to to the structure. So, um, yeah, really important to be sort of thinking about, you know, different therapies and that holistic approach, um, you know, is really important. When our kids are, you know, it's a bit like the chicken or the egg scenario when it comes to the structural issues, because a lot of kids will Um, you know, mouth breathe because of the enlarged tonsils and adenoids, but mouth breathing um, can contribute to inflammation um, and enlarged tonsils and adenoids as well. So uh, yeah, seeking some support from an orofacial myofunctional therapist can be really helpful. Uh, And a lot of these kinds of therapists are now working online. So you can find, you know, you don't, you don't have to necessarily find someone that you see in person. Um, you can have online consultations. So that is something else to look into. Okay. Well, that was a lot of information. I hope you're not feeling too overwhelmed. We're going to do a part two next week. So if you're listening, thinking I've got a question, um, please message it to us on Instagram over at Natural Super Kids. And I will include your question in next week's episode where I will be doing a Q&A um, style podcast session on enlarged tonsils and adenoids to answer you know, all of your burning questions. Uh, If in doubt, 
um, we are here to help. So definitely think about, consider booking an appointment with one of our uh, qualified practitioners so we can help you, help to guide you through what can be quite a, a messy kind of journey in terms of figuring out what is going on for your child with enlarged tonsils and adenoids. But I really hope this episode has been helpful. I would love you to share this episode with someone who you know is struggling with this issue um, so we can reach more people with this uh, important and free information for all. Uh, so yes, yeah, send this episode to a friend if you know of anyone who you know, is struggling with this enlarged tonsils and adenoids in their children. Uh, okay. Until next week, I will be back with that Q&A session. I will be in your ears again then. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.